everybody, what's going on? And welcome to DNT with Derek D, aka Dealer News Today, with me, your host, Derek D. Uh, Dealer News Today is happy to have a partnership with Cox Automotive, and we've got an interesting show for you today because you know what? We got two guests coming on DNT. That's right, not one, but two. So let's just get right into it, huh? First of the two, he's the senior economist for Cox Automotive. Folks, please welcome Charlie Chesbro to the show. Thanks for having me on the show today, Derek. Oh, no problem. The pleasure's all on this side of the microphone. Good to have you on, Charlie. And my second guest is a friend of mine as well. He's none other than Dave Canton, CEO of Dave Canton Group, DCG Acquisitions. What up, Dave? Hey, Derek. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Charlie, it's great to hear your voice. I'm excited to be on today's episode. Uh, I think we have a lot to talk about, especially with all the challenges that the automotive industry had to face throughout this pandemic. Talk about the trends of 2020, and I know we all can't wait to get into 2021. Yeah, Dave, I couldn't have said it better myself. I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, I think I could speak for everyone when I say 2021 is going to be very much welcomed. I mean, it's not like when the clock strikes midnight on New Year's Eve, all the problems of the world and COVID just go away, but it's a fresh start for sure. And we are definitely, I think, on the path to getting that jerk COVID-19 out of here. All right. So, Charlie, something that was really surprising in the automotive industry in a year where everything was anything but normal had to be some of the low percentage rates we saw and that kind of stuff, right? We really saw that when the industry went to 0% financing, uh, and very long loan terms, you know, 72, 84 month loans, uh, right, right at the heart of this pandemic in March, really moved vehicles uh, rather quickly. And I think really started to, to start the recovery for the vehicle market that held out through most of this year. Yeah. And Dave, uh, what, what's your take on that? Because I know uh, Brian Finkelmeyer, we had on last week, was saying the same thing, how the industry, you know, you would expect because of, you know, COVID and everything, like, are people going out and buying cars? And it's kind of amazing what happened. You know, let me just begin by tipping my hat to every single individual in the automotive industry. You know, just filled with some of the most resilient individuals there are. You know, what what, what we have just witnessed over the past eight in, or uh, eight or nine months with the tenacity uh, that everyone has literally just got behind their 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 business, their teams, their their staff, and 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 allowed this to really become what it is today. You know, if we look back at March and 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 the, ent- the entire automotive industry literally just went to a standstill. Okay, nobody knew what to do. There was no planning for this. There was there was nothing to do other than just you know just go day by day and try to figure it out. Well, when you look at the owners of each automotive dealership, thousands across the country, when you look at the manufacturer executives, when you look at the the the, the, the vendor companies out there that supply resources to the automotive dealerships and manufacturers in order for them to operate, the manufacturing plants that build these cars all across America, and you look at what they were able to do from going from a complete standstill, okay, to 60 to 90 days later, ramping back up, Figuring out the most, you know, the, the 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 most significant safety protocols because safety was most important throughout this entire pandemic, and figuring out how to get it done. You know, I, I tip my hat to every dealer principal, to every dealership owner out there that not only got behind their team but got behind their customers and were were able to figure out a way to give back. Were able to figure out ways to support their community. And I got to tell you something: speaking to the largest dealer groups across America. This has been some of the greatest months they've ever had in business. The automotive industry is thriving. You know, cars, you know, supply is down all over the place because demand is up. 
People are buying, and a great deal obviously drives consumers to take advantage of getting a new car. And that's exactly what we've witnessed throughout Q3 and 4 in 2020, and I believe is going to roll right into Q1 and 2, 2021. Yeah, good point there, Dave. And uh, absolutely want to tip our hats to all the workers in the automotive industry who have kept it going. You know, definitely an amazing job by them. Charlie, Dave just said the demand is high. So do you think it's that way because the automakers didn't make as many cars because production was shut down for a little while, meaning they don't have as many cars as they usually would make? And now there's more of a demand because there's not as many. Is there any truth to that? Well, I don't know that the shortage of product is leading to the demand. I I think what we're seeing in, in terms of the demand side is that the government injected $2 trillion of stimulus into this economy last spring. And it, it hit the used vehicle market immediately. You had you know, a whole bunch of folks that were getting a lot of extra money that they weren't counting on. And that's one thing we have to keep in mind that is that a lot of these checks are going to, to, to people who are, have lost jobs or really suffering as, as a result of this pandemic uh, economically, but it's also going to folks that have not lost their job. They still have uh, all of their financial resources. They're just getting extra money. And we saw that in the used vehicle market last spring, uh, you know, vehicles were flying off the shelves come May and, and May and June. Mm-hmm. That was really what was leading to those strong uh, dealer profits. So I think we have to know that the demand that we did see out there in the vehicle market, you know, has, has to give a big thank you to the government stimulus. And they just passed another one uh, today. Well, we're hoping they're going to this week. Uh, and that should hit consumers, you know, right in the first quarter, so that we would have a whole bunch of additional monies coming into the market in the first quarter. So uh, I, I agree with Dave. I think that the, the first quarter next year does have the opportunity to be particularly strong for the used market in particular, uh, thanks to these stimulus. But I think that we have to say that the demand is out there in part because of the the stimulus that that we've created. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the stimulus, and for most Americans, it's uh, $600, right? And But as of the recording of this podcast, I know President Trump was trying to get that raised to $2,000 per person, which obviously would be a lot better because it's significantly more. So uh, So if you're a family of four, you know, mom and dad and two little kids, that's $2,400. And if the president gets his way, that would be $8,000. So that's not an insignificant amount of money. And that's certainly a lot of money. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think about it. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about it in a fan. I'm just, yeah. Lost your job. And and then that's certainly, you know, I'm hurting for money. So that that's going to be critical. But if I haven't, boy, that's all, that's just a whole bunch of extra money that's, that's coming my way to to spend on something. And, And that's why we're seeing such strong vehicle demand out there. Interesting. And that, that makes sense for the used market, because for eight grand, you could get a, get a pretty good used car or at least put, Big chunk of a down payment on something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's get into some of the top trends of 2020. I'm kind of curious as to what uh, you guys think were the prominent trends this past year in the automotive industry, of course. Obviously, there were all kinds of trends like, you know, TikTok dances and Tiger King. But, uh, Charlie, you could take the reins on this one first. Anything in particular that comes to mind? Well, I think one of the trends, uh, it's it's a, maybe a plus for the dealers, or at least it has been, but maybe a negative for consumers, and that is rising vehicle prices. And that's a, a trend that we have seen since the, the pandemic recovery began in, in early April. Uh, vehicle prices, particularly in the used market, have really been rising. They're up 20% uh, uh, from where we were just in, during the depths of the pandemic to where we are today in the used market, uh, the way that we track it at Cox Automotive. And there doesn't seem to be any uh, reprieve in sight that these vehicle prices, because of the strong underlying demand and the the likelihood of of constrained supply going forward, because we're just not seeing 
quite the number of trade-ins coming from the new market, as well as we're a number of years past the peak market in the new vehicle market. You know, that was 2015, 2016. We've been selling uh, hundreds of thousands of fewer vehicles since those peak years. So it's just a less available supply uh, uh, to the used market. So I think these higher prices are going to be with us for some time. And and that's a trend that really started this year. And I think it, it may be a a new normal uh, for the for the particularly for the used vehicle market in 2021. Gotcha. Yeah, that's interesting. So, lesser supply of used cars will possibly mean some higher prices in the used car market for 2021. Dave, uh, what's your take on all this and uh, the trends? I I can I completely agree. I mean, that's all we've been hearing are used car trends uh, skyrocketing. It's been pretty consistent throughout the entire pandemic. I think the used car market saw the the first influx. You know. It's kind of funny because one of my one of my earlier podcasts back in in the, I think late March early April um, was was an executive from a very large company saying get rid of your your used car inventory right now and and reposition yourself. Well, uh, I got to tell you that was the exact opposite. It couldn't be any further from the truth. It's 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 not getting rid of your pre owned inventory. It's it's getting as many pre owned as you possibly can at the right price. I think one of the greatest trends that we're seeing a, a real consistent pattern with that's helping the automotive industry in so many incredible ways is low interest rates. You know, uh, between the manufacturer captives and between all the prime lending institutions, rates have been pretty consistently low, probably the lowest we've ever experienced them in the automotive industry. Uh, you know, you could get it, you could go in today and buy a car at 0% for five or six years. I mean, you know, and, and, and that's across the board on many different brands, many different manufacturers. And that really entices people to be able to trade in a, a three-year-old car that might just be getting out of warranty that they're paying a 5% interest rate on into a brand new car at 0% or 1%. I mean, you know, the payment really isn't that much of a difference, right? So, you know, the ability to be able to have low interest rates, we're seeing a huge increase of, of, of sales, I believe, because of that. I think that's one of the greatest influxes that's happening in the automotive industry today, even on the M&A side. Uh, you know, uh, someone who wants to go out there and really build on their platform and add some dealerships to their portfolio. You know, you're, you're buying money today. You're getting money today. It's such a low rate that if there was ever a time for growth and really to add more stores to your portfolio, now's the time. You know, it's it's really it's a seller's market due to the fact that, you know, the, the buyers have the ability to almost, you know, really pay a little bit less in, the, in their mind when they structure the actual deal because you're buying the money today so much less than you would have years, years ago. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think a lot of people are actually refinancing their current car loans because of the lower interest rates that are out there right now. So even if they aren't buying a new car, they're still getting a lower car payment. You know, I think I think, you know, one of the things that obviously everyone has probably paid a lot of focus on over these past eight or nine months, and we talk about this every day in our board meetings uh, at DCG, is really having the opportunity to peel back the onion or, or, or look under the hood, right? And what I mean by that is, you know, even in your individual homes, having the ability to really understand understand where you are financially right you know uh, you know uh, where are the areas of savings where are the areas that you're overspending where are the opportunities where we could have what we have but have it for less right mm -hmm. and and that's the same thing in business and especially in the automotive industry you know, it's really understanding, you know, because of low rates, because of demands, because of increased values of used cars and all these other incredible, you know, things, components that are happening today. It's understanding how you could better position yourself for tomorrow. And I think that's really going to carry into 2021. I think a lot of people have learned a lot from this pandemic in all areas, the manufacturer side, the, 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 the executives across all the platforms in the automotive industry, right down to the, to the salespeople 
selling the cars. Everyone has been able to adapt and understand that's really going to help take the industry to the next level in, in, in the coming years. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing how during COVID-19 in this crazy 2020 year, how the automotive industry has flourished. Because when you think back to when this all hit, it was like, how is anyone going to survive this? Not only in the automotive world, but tons of just businesses in general. So it's really a testament to the workers and people in the automotive industry to adapt to the crazy changes. Uh, But moving forward, another trend, what about electric cars moving into 2021? Obviously, Tesla is huge and there are other novel brands popping up. Uh, Charlie, what's your thought on electric cars trending forwards? Yeah, well, I think 2021 is going to be a big year for electrics. And we've been talking about them for a number of years, but I think they're really going to finally hit the market with a bunch of products that's going to get a lot of attention uh, from not normal EV buyers, right? Uh, you know, yeah. we're all thinking Leo DiCaprio or you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, tree hugger hippies are buying electric vehicles. Well, uh, we're going to see a, a lot of new products out there that you know at, may challenge F one fifty and Silverado buyers. Uh, Rivian's going to be entering the market with their electric pickup truck. Uh, we don't know the range, but it's room. You know, it's supposed to be over three hundred uh, mile range. Uh, Ford's going to have the electric Mustang. Uh, hitting the streets, uh, you know, that could get a lot of attention, folks seeing that thing drive around uh, and really getting people acclimated to the idea that electrics can be many more things than, than just a, a teeny tiny little vehicle or a Tesla. Tesla has their own cyber truck coming out uh, mm-hmm. in 2021. Uh, at least they say it's going to be coming out. Uh, it's a little odd looking if you haven't seen the pictures, but no, it's very strange. <laughs> very strange looking, but it's going to be attention grabbing. And I think they've pre ordered a couple hundred thousand of these things already. And then you've got the, the new Hummer. The electric Hummer is going to be coming out. Right. So, uh, you know, th- this could be the year that electrics kind of break through to, to the mindset of being only a, uh, you know, a green vehicle, that they have all kinds of purposes. And, uh, you know, the, the prices are going to be very high for these things, though. And I think the sticker shock is going to be surprising. And, of course, the range anxiety is always going to hang over electric vehicles. We don't have enough charging stations around the country. The President Biden, the President-elect Biden has talked about uh, a building up to 500,000 charging stations by 2030. I, I think we only have, uh, you know, 10 or 20,000 today. Uh, but that's all going to be necessary if electric vehicles are really going to happen in this country. But I think this next year is we're going to hear quite a bit about these products uh, as they roll out across the country. Yeah, I mean, electric cars are definitely getting hugely popular, but I always said no matter how fancy they look or how fast they are with that immediate torque that they have off the line, which don't get me wrong, is a lot of fun. But I always say when you can charge an electric car basically in the same amount of time it takes you to fill up your gas tank, then you're talking a huge bump in electric car popularity in the mainstream. Because like you said, when you mentioned um, uh, charge anxiety, like, is this going to run out if I'm off-roading in my electric Hummer out in the middle of nowhere and then I run out of charge? I can't just put more gas in it and go. I need to charge and wait. But if there's a way they can figure out how to charge an electric car fully in like, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, now it's a completely different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Well, and, the, and there's talk now that that technology is coming uh, Apple just announced this week that they are, are about to re-enter the electric vehicle uh, market again. They had pulled back. Uh, no, there's, I, and, but I think that's one of the challenges that's facing electric vehicles is that the technology is still uh, evolving rapidly. Mm. And how do you I, how do you quantify the residual value of these vehicles? What are they going to be worth in three years? You know, if, if a vehicle has a range of of 200 miles today, but three years from now it's 400 miles. How much is that 200-mile range electric vehicle now worth in the market? 
Um, I, th I think it's a real challenge for the industry, particularly with residual values being a very important part of making vehicles affordable to purchase. If you want to lease them or, or take loans out on them, uh, and because this technology is moving so quickly, I, I think it's going to be a real challenge because you know, there's always that, uh, that possibility of the killer app or the, the, the big breakthrough of, you know, thousand mile range battery or, uh, you know, whatever it might be, or self-driving capability. That's always what, what uh, uh, Tesla is promoting, that one of these things could be the deal breaker that makes any other vehicle not even compete anymore because it, the technology isn't even close. Yeah, for sure. And a, a, one thing, too, you have to worry about is we haven't seen long, long-term uh, electric cars. Like, what happens to the batteries after years and years? You know, a car that would, say, get 250 miles, because the battery's been used and used so much, is that only going to be getting 100 miles on a full charge once, it, you know, just like your phone battery kind of dies down if you've had a phone for a year or two? So you, you wonder if those things are going to kind of happen as well, and that will affect the used car prices and all that stuff directly with electric cars. But you mentioned technology integration and charging technology, but the automotive industry, you know, it has to keep up with current technology in all forms. You know, cars are doing a whole lot more than just getting people from A to B. You know, there's 5G-enabled cars, Wi-Fi cars. So what do you see going forward with technology integration with other companies and brands that are, like, uh, you know, merging with automotive brands? And Dave, I'll go to you for that one. You know, just to touch on electric car, look, if you, if you, if you go back and you look five years ago, right, how many electric cars, even when you were just driving in your car that you would, you know, look out your window and see on the road compared to what you see today. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I live by coastal between California and New York. And uh, when I'm in California and I'm on the 405 or the five, I, I'm seeing Tesla or other electric cars all over the place. Then as I'm in the East Coast, you don't see many at all. Right. So it, it really is just everyone adapting mm. to this uh, to this electric car concept. But I got to tell you, I think they're really cool. I think the future is going to be amazing for them. Uh, I think the greatest fear, obviously, is not knowing what the values are going to be of these cars in three or four years. Because, uh, you know, you know, to, to the most important point of view on this is there's going to be, you know, evolving technology every year to, to create a fix for all the solutions that we're talking about today. And I think there will be a thousand mile battery where you're not going to have to worry about this and whoever comes out with it first obviously is going to be the winner um, and then it's, it's just where that technology is going to be licensed on from there but as far as additional technology that's hitting the automotive industry you know there's so much just amazing technology you know a, a genesis just came out with the new suv right the mm -hmm. hyundai genesis and and it's it's a, a buddy of mine calls me the other night and goes do you know i could literally put an address in and this thing's going to take me like halfway there and all i got to do is keep tapping the steering wheel every once in a while i mean the technology that's out there right now on showroom floors ready for immediate sale is just incredible mm -hmm. i mean if you think about where we were only three years ago to where we are today when the only thing you were able to do is maybe parallel park your car automatically which i've never tried i'm still scared to hit that button all the time but and now and now you know forget the parallel park you're just putting in an address and the car's taking you there. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's incredible to see the technology of where it is today. And I'm excited to see where it's going to be in five years. You know, I, I have a, a 10 and 11 year old, two, two children, and I'm constantly telling them, 
you know, guys, forget about what you see out there today. By the time you get your license in six and seven years, who knows what we're going to have on our driveway. And uh, I just think there's there's so many resources that, that, that are in this technology space, especially in the automotive industry. Um, we're going to see some amazing, cool stuff happen in the next few years. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think out of all the trends, the number one trend has to be technology moving forward within automotive. I mean, you said just a couple of years ago, it was amazing that a car could parallel park itself. And now some of them can basically just drive themselves when you're in it. And think about it. In four or five years, your car is going to come and pick you up. One more thing. Thing. I remember 10 years ago, you go to a showroom to pick up a car and, you know, the, the salesman would sit there and, you know, the biggest thing they would point out was power seats, power windows, mm-hmm. right? You know, basic features that today they don't even talk about, right? Now yeah. it's, now yeah. it's so much more than that, right? Now it's like, you know, those are just standard features. That's like a give me, right? You know, it's just, it's, it's going to be incredible to witness and see what the, what the technology space is going to introduce in the automotive industry soon. Yeah, for sure, Dave. It's always cool to see how uh, technology and cars mix together. I always love watching that, but uh, we got to wrap this up soon. But Charlie, before we go, what is one more thing moving forward into uh, 2021 through this COVID-19 pandemic that would be uh, maybe surprising or something we don't even know about or maybe what will happen in the automotive dealership world in 2021? Well, I think one of the things that COVID's probably introduced to to vehicle buyers is is the idea of I like digital shopping and I like digital retail. And I think that's one of the trends that uh, certainly that those dealers that adopted quickly to that and we're able to to offer as much uh, uh, you know less human interaction with their customers for the sales room as well as for fixed ops uh, I think we the survey research that Cox automotive did we identified that most consumers really like having uh, these capabilities they don't want to spend a lot of time in the showroom they don't want to uh, be negotiating contracts and all of that they want to do as much of it as they can all online and just come in there and pick up their their product and and the same idea with uh, uh, with with getting any kind of service done on their vehicle. So I think that's something that uh, the industry adapted to quickly. And I think that we're, we're going to continue to do that with or without uh, COVID here in, in 2021, hopefully without. Uh, but I think that's something that the idea of digital shopping and retailing is going to be in the industry from now forward. Yeah, for sure. And that's also a testament to how amazing technology is. And the reason you can do it all digitally is because of the advancement in tech. You know, a lot of people just want to sit home, research a car, order a car online, and then go pick it up. I mean, simple as that. Well, that will do it for this episode of Dealer News Today. Charlie Chesbro, Senior Economist for Cox Automotive, and Dave Canton, CEO of Dave Canton Group, DCG Acquisitions. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, everyone out there, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, 2021 is going to be an incredible year for everyone. Yeah, I love the optimism, Dave. I sure hope so. Charlie, you want to give a sign off as well? Uh, Well, just happy holidays to everybody and uh, wear those masks. Yeah, stay safe out there. Thanks for coming on Dealer News today in partnership with Cox Automotive. Have a happy new year, everybody. I'm Derek D, and I will talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye.